Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Happy Monday, y'all. Happy April. Happy spring. I have something fun for y'all today. My friend Ashley Ann and I recorded an episode It's a pod swap episode. It was a little experiment we're trying out where we recorded one conversation and we're posting it on both of our podcasts. Ashley Ann is the host of the Bad Ash podcast. She's so amazing. Definitely go follow her on Instagram. I'm putting her handle in the show notes below. She is a force. I love her. I love her sense of humor. I love her heart. I love her drive. She's so cool. She was originally a hairdresser, worked in the beauty industry, and now she is a coach, a branding coach. A lot of her clients are in the beauty industry. So if you come from the beauty industry, definitely connect with her. You might want to work with her. But she talks about all the things and she's way more woo than I knew when I first met her last year. She's so cool. So this was a fun little conversation we had. It was very flowy. We talk about all the things. There's not like really one theme. So that's why I named this just pod swapping. And if you're a podcast host, these are really fun little episodes to do to where you don't have to record two separate episodes. If you're doing a pod swap, you can just record one. We just got creative in that way. So I hope you enjoy. Also, if you're a podcast host, DM me on Instagram ASAP. I have a little something for you. And I think that's all. Our Alchemy membership is growing. If you want to join us, please do. There is a link in the show notes to do so. Make sure you get your $20 off on that. It'll be WooPod20 for the discount code. W-O-O-P-O-D-2-0. And DM me if you need anything else. I hope y'all enjoy this episode. Hello, we have such a cool crossover episode for you today. This is like Disney Channel, but you do woo and badass podcast. I have Allison with me today. I'm so excited to chat with you. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Allison Cullen. I am also a podcast host of the You Do Woo podcast, but I'm also a subscriber of the Badash podcast and a um, big fan of Ashley. We met, I think, in a coaching container last summer, which was really fun. I was in Portugal at the time, so I wasn't able to like be on all the little live things, but I connected with you really well. And when I saw that you were doing a podcast, I was like, we have to pod swap. This, yes. is, this will be so fun. So my expertise is in human design. I do business coaching through the lens of human design. But in my past life, and we were just talking about this before we hit record, I was like, Ashley, 
I met you last summer and I didn't know that you're 23. I'm 39. So <laughs> we have a few things in common and several things different. And we'll talk about that in, mm-hmm. in this episode. But um, I was like, oh my God, if I, if 23 year old Allison was like Ashley and I would be a bazillionaire by now. So that's, that's a goal by that yeah, age. Right? <laughs> Anyways, so my past life, ever since I was like 20, I worked in the music industry in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas, in the country music industry. And I was a business manager, did that, did some like sales and direct sales stuff and whatever as well in my late 20s. And then fast forward to 2020. I got kicked out of the music industry because that just totally shut down, as did the salons for a little while. But Mm -hmm. the music industry was like a little bit longer. And I just like viewed that as like God's little kicking me out of the nest because it wasn't something I was in love with still. But I loved the business aspect of it. So I got certified in human design. I had been studying it for a while and I was like, screw this. I'll just use this time to get certified in human design. And I started doing readings and coaching and started my podcast in July, 2020. And here we are. So that's one thing we both have in common is that freaking March of 2020 caused (laughs) us to make some changes, right? Oh my goodness. Yes. So I actually went out on my own the day before, like 12 hours before salon shut down in my area. I had planned it since like the end of January, but I was like, I had to wait out a contract. And so the like safe zone was for me to quit on like the day before the world shut down. And I didn't know what that would bring. And I left my employee commission-based salon to go be in business for myself and then didn't have income for three months. And, you know, it was absolutely crazy. But through that, it's completely shifted who I am as a person. Like I even look back to like last year, I'm like, I don't know who she was. So I'm thankful that I was forced to go through that fire and come out the other side for sure. And for me, I absolutely love human design because I feel like it's Enneagram meets astrology, like combined, but better. Um, and I'm super into astrology and I recently found out what Enneagram I am and I completely relate to the human design that I am. And I talk to my clients about it sometimes in the salon. I'm like, you might be a projector. Like, are you a mini gen? And then I have them look it up in the chair and like, I'm about 50% accurate, but I'm still pretty new to it, but it's such a cool tool. And I love that that is your specialty. It's so fun. But just like selfishly, I want to know what Enneagram you are, if you remember. I'm an eight. Me too. I got a feeling. Really? So me and my three best friends have Mm -hmm. a text chain that's called six, seven, eight, nine, because I'm an eight that one's a six, one's seven, one's a nine. And I was like, guys, I think I'm a seven. I think I'm just, I think I'm actually a seven. And they're like, no, you don't get to do that. No, we're not changing this. And you're for sure an eight because I think eights Mm -hmm. like don't really want to be an eight. No. (laughs) <laughs> that's just so like funny. I had a feeling and what's your astrology I am a Gemini sun mm-hmm. Aries moon mm-hmm. Scorpio rising okay I'm craziness Sagittarius sun and I think Aquarius moon and rising so a double for difference there mm-hmm. um but yeah I was looking at your chart um this morning because I had looked at it a, a couple months ago and sent you all the information and everything mm-hmm. which you already knew you're an MG but um you are a manifesting generator but like 
lots more generator energy. So I'm a generator as well. So we both have that sacral authority. And we can talk about this later, but there's a few other little common things that's really interesting. But yeah, when I was re-listening to that, it was like your second episode, I think, on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about like March 20, March 15th, 2020, March 17th, 2020. I was like, oh my, like it just brought me back. At that point, I had a six-month-old little girl. And we thought like we were just going to have two weeks off, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what you thought? You were like, that's fine. I'll have two weeks and then I'll go back. I'll go into my new salon. Mm -hmm. Like what? That's exactly what I thought. And then it was just like heartbreak after heartbreak, just seeing it push back and push back and push back. It was absolutely just like a mind, mind game. It was so insane. So I have a question for you. Do you think Mm -hmm. if that wouldn't have happened and those little challenges wouldn't have happened that you would have eventually gone into coaching? I have no idea because how I got into coaching in the first place was actually, so when I was starting this, not like my salon suite, not even like during the shutdown, but before I was like, there is no education for this. There is no one that is telling you how to open up a salon suite, how to go through that process. And so that's why I originally got into education. I was like, I need to create this resource because I desired that when I was starting out. And then it kind of expanded. And as I continued to grow and as I continued to evolve, I was like, oh, this is not just all I can talk about. So Now it's even more just helping anyone in the beauty industry expand and up-level their businesses so that they can live better, more fulfilling lives. That's what I do now. But like, I don't know if it would have happened without 2020. I feel like 2020 and 2021 were just such expansive. And I think the word I'm looking for is like revelatory, like so many revelations, like it was so much change, but I loved it. And I'm so thankful that I was able to go through that but I have no idea. I don't know if you know this about human design. Do you know the whole deal behind the year 2027? Yeah. Okay. So for anybody listening to either of our podcasts and you don't know about this yet, um, 2027 is when there's this global cycle shift of what's called the new paradigm. It's like a new way of doing things. Um, It's not going to be something like Jesus is going to come back or something like that. It's sort of like a slow change, but it's weird because, and so we're doing things very, very differently. Every, like before 2027, for the past 300 years since the industrial revolution, everything's been like a generator world. So that's been good. Like we feel good in this world of like working, 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 so long as you're doing something you love, right? Mm -hmm. But not everybody's made that way. And in 2027, it's going to be a lot more individualized where it's like we're not working in this like conveyor belt situation where it's like everybody put in their time and like on the hamster wheel, it's like everybody being in their creativity and their craft and their expertise and and that kind of stuff and working a lot less and living a lot more and whatever. But there's also this idea in human design that it takes seven years to decondition, to like unlearn everything. So 2020 was like the start of the deconditioning process. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Like it was like January 2020, which I think that COVID started a couple months before that, right? But like that was when there were like little, I guess like China started talking about it or something. And then we we had our shutdown in, in March in the U.S. 
So it was like January 2020 was the beginning of the deconditioning period. And the first bit of that was us all starting to work differently. Like you don't have to go into the office. And for Mm -hmm. you and I who've been entrepreneurs like for so long, that's like a slight, I know you were employed, but you still probably got to like sort of choose your, you didn't really have a boss like most people think of having a boss. But that was like the start of the breakdown of that, you know? And that's so, when and, I had the idea where I was like, I need to get away from this. Yeah. That's when I was like, I'm out. I got to be my own boss. So that makes sense. Yes. So all, and, and everybody in the world is going to get to that point in the next few years. But those of us who are leaders in this new paradigm had the shift in 2020, mm. you know? So That's why I was asking that is I was like, I wonder if you had some revelation or something during that time. Because you like have to stop and slow down and you're not in the everyday, you know, you had to sit and be with yourself and be like, what the F do I actually, are you allowed to cuss on your podcast? Yeah, I don't care. Go for it. Like, what the fuck do I actually want? Like, what do I really, Mm -hmm. really want? And it made us take the time to do that and just like sort of like bring everything to a screeching halt so that we had that clarity. And I think you, you got that. And I eventually got that. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, I definitely got that. That's so crazy. I hadn't heard it explained that way before, but. And you're true. You're totally right. Like, I think that you remind me of, um, do you know the girl? Oh my God. I can't think of her name. She had, she hosts the gold digger podcast. Do you ever listen to Jenna Kutcher. Yes. So she did what you're doing, but for photographers, like 10 years, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's not really anybody that's business savvy and easy to listen to and super smart that's doing that for hairstylists and beauty Mm -hmm. experts. So props freaking you. Thanks. It's just, I always... Like how you were telling me, like the sacral in my chart is so activated, I think is what you're saying. But like, I listen to my gut, like more than anything else. I was having this conversation literally last night with my dad being like, I trust my gut more than anyone. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. like in 2021 on Lionsgate, I literally shot up out of bed and I was like, I have to sell my house. I have to move. And I didn't question it at all. And everyone around me was like, um, what the hell are you doing? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just listening to my intuition. I have to go do this now. And that's what I do with like every single decision in my life. And some people will be like, oh yeah, that's crazy. But I'm like, no, I know. I know. (laughs) It's crazy. But like we... You know, we're taught, and this was one thing too that I loved so much about your story is like you struggling in school. I think most people struggle in school, even if they're not bullied, because school is such a place for just conditioning, for just like being like, learn how to follow the leader, learn how to do what I say, even if it's not something you need to be doing, you know? And I have such um, a hard time with this because I have a three year old. And I'm like, what do we do? I'm not, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom or I cannot do homeschool, but I'm very much thinking about like getting a group of families together to do some sort of co-op or homeschool. Cause like the idea of schooling, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want my daughter to go and have her just life force energy taken out of her, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, 100%. 
And they teach you how to only make decisions with your brain and Ted to just ignore your body and ignore yeah. your. Yeah. 100%. I went to a private school and I always, when I'm talking about it, I'm like, yeah, it was like kind of a cult, like <laughs> just because it was their way or the highway. And if you like, I was shamed and disowned by the school because I did running start because I decided I was done with high school and wanted to like go pursue my career. I was disowned because we were taking away money from the school. And it was like such a bad thing. Like, it's just so insane. And I've thought about that too. We've, me and my husband have talked about that. We're like, if we have kids, like he had a bad experience in public school. I had a bad experience in private school. And I'm like, I just want to like buy 30 acres or 10 acres and like grow a farm and a garden and, and like teach them how to live, not just how to, Oh, do you know what happened in 1820 something, something like, no, I want them to be like a whole evolved human being. And I wish that there was like something perfectly aligned for that. And hopefully someone will create that by the time I have children, but I can only imagine what that feels like. I'll have to DM you this. I don't know that I'm going to remember the correct name, but there is this lady who lives, I think she right now lives in Puerto Rico, and she's starting this charter school that she's going to um, create into like a franchise. And the point of the school is to like help kids like actually like learn meditation and breath work and like all the, and if they are really interested in something like chemistry, then teach them that and blah, blah, and whatever. It's also meant to be like where you could either do it homeschooling or you could do it, um, traveling like the world or whatever. But in order to graduate, the kid has to start a business and make $10,000 in their senior year. I was like, yes, yes. Ooh, I've got full body goosebumps. (laughs) I'll send it to you in Instagram once I remember the name because I can't remember the name right now. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I was like, man, those are, that is like what I want. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully it will. Hopefully like the education system will be changing along with this new paradigm. It's going to be slower process, but I mean, it's, it's needed. So needed. Mm -hmm. Um, One other, one quick thing I wanted to go into like mainly the only thing I really wanted to talk about for mm-hmm. sure, human design. And then we can talk other things and then um, talk about all of your leadership too, because it has to do with this. One thing that we have in common um, is in human design, there's something called the incarnation cross, which is basically like your four superpowers, like things that mm-hmm. you came into this life to not only learn and master, but to teach as you're learning it. Um, mm-hmm. And you and I have two that are similar, which is really cool. So we have 45 and 22. So 45, and you have the whole channel for this, is the money channel. Um, so everybody listening, Ashley is really, really good to learn from about money and resourcing yourself and growing a business and all that kind of stuff. But people who have the 45 don't really feel fulfilled unless they're helping guide people and direct people to get more resources. When did that show up for you? That was my question. Um, always. Um, <laughs> like there was this moment I remember in like seventh grade, I made business cards for myself. I was like, oh my God. I was like, here, want to talk to me about like dating relationships, anything. I've never been in a relationship, but oh boy, will I help you kind of thing. So like from a young age, but 
actually like helping people with like finances was definitely in 2021 too. And even more prevalent at the end of 2022, because I was like, I don't care about the followers. I don't care about anything, but if someone messages me and says that, you know, they made the most money they ever have, like I will get way more fulfillment from that. So that makes complete sense. Cause I'm like, yes, make more money. Like do it, do it for yourself. Like that's exactly who I am. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one that we have in common is 22. This one's really crazy. I might have to email you about the in-depth version of this. Cause it's not what I sent you. It's like goes deeper. It's um, the gate having to do with grace and charm and I think the charm part of it can just mean, just means that like, I mean, I'm from the South and it's like, I'm not a little char- like Southern belle at all. Um, I'm very like, I'm a goober and I'm awkward and I'm like very hippie-ish and whatever, not the definition of charm, but charm is a little bit more for my vibe, like charismatic and magnetic and, and stuff like that. But then grace is where I really have a hard time. So People with 22, I was, I want it, I want your input on this, but because for me, it is, I'm still like in the shadow part of this gate where I haven't mastered it, the grace. And when I was talking to one of my mentors in human design, she was like, with this, like giving others grace. I mean, I'm like, I have the people pleasing version of that, but like to my husband. For an example, like I do not give him very, I like I'm improving, but I'm not very grace giving and like putting myself in his shoes and seeing things from his point of view and blah, blah, blah. Like I have much to improve on that. And I was telling her about that. I was like, what do I do? And she's like, that means that you don't have grace with yourself. And we have to start there because I'm like very, I'm not perfectionist, but I can be hard on myself when I screw up. I'm like internally talking bad to myself or like mm-hmm. stupid mistakes I made in my 20s and da, 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 da. it's like that's where that has to start how does that how does that grace gate show up for you I mean I think like the same way like a lot of people around me have to be like Ashley like you don't give yourself credit like I it's definitely I don't show grace to myself like I like I do to other people I'm so supportive of other people and then I rip myself to shreds Mm-hmm. And also like those that I'm around, like what you were saying with your husband, I'm like, yeah, I don't see his side, of yeah. his, his side. And that's something like I've been trying so hard to work through. And I think you mentioned it was also with like control and letting go of control. And that's what's been coming up in my life too. So that sounds pretty darn accurate. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm very much a control freak. Like I had OCD when I was a kid, like the OCD mm-hmm. of like turning the lights off and on a certain number of times and stuff. So that's like, oh. a control, mm-hmm. I mean, it's called obsessive compulsive disorder, but it is like a control disorder psychologically. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've always had, had things like that. One thing that really did help me, Allie, actually, who mm-hmm. we met through, mm-hmm. sent me a book called The Surrender Experiment. Now, Ooh. it helped me 20% in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good chunk. Like, I still yeah. am 80% of a control freak, but at least I'm not 100% like I used to be. Mm-hmm. And I can just keep going. So, if anybody else out, if anybody out there is a fellow control freak, 
or just like, it's like, oh my God, I have to make this happen to like have external validation to the, feel good about myself. That surrender experiment, I think his name's Michael Singer. Yeah, really good book. And I need to read it again this year. Probably. I wrote it down. actually just packed up all of my books from my office because we probably are going to be moving again really soon. I'll probably already have moved by the time this podcast comes out, but I was just looking through and I was like, oh, I want to read this. I want to read this because I mean, of course I have them. I want to read them, but there's so many like influential books that I feel like we've all just like been passed around. Have you ever read Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss? No, but I am writing that down. There's okay, that, not books I've never heard of. That one, oh my gosh, like I have goosebumps just thinking about it. I listened to the audiobook version of that, but he was a FBI hostage negotiator and talking about negotiation and just like communication tactics. And I'm like, whoa. But now when it comes to like leases and stuff, I'm a hell of a negotiator yeah. from that. But it was just like one of the most fascinating books I've ever read that was like, actually helpful. <laughs> I love it. I'm mm -hmm. writing it down. I wonder if it's the same. My husband was telling me the other day, we got a subscription to Masterclass like that, Oh, uh -huh. you know, and he mm -hmm. watched a CIA negotiator and like the art of negotiation. So I wonder if it's the same guy. Ooh, I, bet it I is. wonder. Probably, um, but it's okay. fascinating. Okay, cool. I have, mm -hmm. I have it written down. This is just a swap back and forth of our resources of <laughs> Yes. To each other. So I have a quick question for you too. Mm -hmm. You are 23. So you'll turn 30 in the new paradigm, which is so cool. So do you know much about like your one, three profile? No. Okay. So it goes way deeper in this, but anybody who has like a three in their profile. So I have a six in my profile, which means the first 30 years of my life I was a three, like I operated as a three. And then at, at age 30, it's around your Saturn return, if you're familiar. With oh, that. I know. All about okay, it. Yeah. cool. I'm I going through my pre-Saturn return right yes. now. Mm -hmm. I love that you're the same level of woo-woo as me, because sometimes yeah. when I do these pod swaps, people are like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, what, <laughs> what's happening? Who am I talking to right now? Yay. Anyways, so the three is all about experimentation and like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. And then like, over and over and over and over. And so your whole life, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like once you accept that, that life is just a game and experiment and you start like being vulnerable, vulnerable about it and talking about your lessons like publicly, then it becomes freaking magical. Have you, do you resonate with that? Yeah. So I just went through like January was insane for me. Like I'm definitely going through my pre-Saturn return, like learning the lessons before my Saturn return. Cause I'm like, if this is the pre-period for shadow return, like I would not want to be thrown around by a Saturn return, my Lord. But, um, <laughs> so in January it was like, I shut down. I completely shut down. I went from like posting so much on social media to being like, so withdrawn. I was like, I can't even do this. And then I completely switched everything to only showing up when I'm like 
absolutely freaking inspired when I have something to say and like a lesson came through so well. And so I've switched to posting like that and the results have been insane. Like, it's not like I'm growing at rapid rates, but like it's shifted everything because my message it's no longer just like cookie cutter. Like, no, this is like the shit that I went through. This is like what is changing my life at the moment. And I think that's something that I was missing before is if I had any of these realizations, I wasn't posting about it. Mm -hmm. And if I was going through these transformational things, I wasn't like telling anybody about it. I just did it in secret. And I had to release a huge fear around being seen, like block some people from (laughs) seeing my story and stuff to have that freedom. But yeah, I feel that 100%. And I want to continue to do that and even more so expand upon that. Yeah. It's interesting because what I've been hearing in the human design world and in the like coaching industry. So the coaching industry is a whole place. You're like, whoa, if mm-hmm. I don't know, there might not be a ton of coaches listening to this. I don't know, but it's a interesting world and a weird thing is happening now. And I think we'll continue through 2027 is like the true, true leaders in the coaching industry and just like the spiritual world and all that kind of stuff are going to be the people who start vocalizing real life stuff. Not like Mm -hmm. trying to pretend like they have all their shit together, but they're like, no, I don't like, you don't have to have your shit together to be super successful. Mm -mm. We're all humans. (laughs) Nobody does. Mm -hmm. And the people who are pretending it, it's like that facade is going to get wiped away and then they're not going to be leaders anymore. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you sort of have to. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think has been one of like my biggest life lessons so far is like being true to yourself and showing the real, the raw, the vulnerable is what draws and magnetizes people towards you. And I mean, I have like a whole like freebie on this because I'm like, your personality is, I mean, in the coaching industry, in the salon, whatever industry that you're in, your personality and you showing up and being real and raw and vulnerable and being your true authentic self is going to draw the people that are meant to be in your aura, your area, in your world online. Those are the people that are going to resonate and they're going to be like, I have to work with you. I have to experience what you have to offer. And it's so expansive when you actually claim that and start acting from yourself and not what society told you to be. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I was a band nerd in junior high and high school. <laughs> that was like the only reason I loved school. I think, mm. um, I didn't, I was good at academics, but it bored me. Like it just bored me. And so band stretched me and like, I just, Probably it made me a little bit more of a perfectionist than I wanted to be, but it was like my outlet. Like, I loved it. I loved it. And when I graduated high school and went to college, I went to UT Austin, which is like a pretty big party school and very big in the Greek system or whatever. And I was like, I want to be the opposite of what I was in high school. I want to join a sorority and be cool and whatever. Well, (laughs) I've never, like, I was like the nerd in the, like the goofy nerd in the sorority. Every, like, people loved me or whatever, but I was just like, I can't create a new identity 
Like, I can't try to be something that I'm not. Like, I always am going to have this goofy nerd in me, and that's who I am. And I think that when I first started my podcast and this business in July 2020, I a little bit took myself too seriously. And I was like, okay, like, I just thought that that's what you had to do to host a podcast and you had to like to be a coach and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so eventually I was like, I had let little parts of my goofiness and nerdiness out and then people were obsessed with it. And I was like, okay, like, this isn't going to be me always on stories, but I'm going to cry on podcast episodes. I'm going to be ridiculous. I'm going to talk about different things. Like in one of my... (laughs) I love you talking about your dog. In one of my um <laughs> in one of my courses, I talk about my chocolate lab who died in 2020 and his name was Ryder, but like I don't know why he got the nickname when I first got him like when I was 22, Penis, because he was a boy dog and he had like the cutest little hairless penis and so we just called him Peen all the time. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. Yeah, I forgot that in one of my courses I talk about like I was drinking out of a mug that had his picture on it and had his little bald penis right there. And I was like, oh, by the way, this is my dog. His name's Peen, blah, blah, blah. And I was just, and I forgot about that because it was like over a year ago that I created it. And I just got a DM from somebody being like, oh my God, that was the most hilarious thing. Like, I love that you talked about your dog and yeah. his name or whatever. I love that. I love that. Oh, I felt like we lost so many dogs in 2020. Like I lost my childhood dog in 2022 and I was, thank God I had my soul dog and now I have two, but yeah, no, I think it's like those things and those funny stories that you're like, yes, like a PR person once told me, cause I have all of my animals are human names and Tina, my cat, we always like amplify her story we're like she's from the streets she's a teen mom but like she can hold her own like you know we were just saying that she's a gangster from the streets and she was like I need you to make a TikTok just talking about her but do not tell anyone that she's a cat until yeah. the very last second and flash to Tina yeah and <laughs> it didn't even perform that well but the amount of joy that I felt from yeah. that and I'm like if anyone goes and they find that now I hope that they would get that joy from it too like it was just really funny to me I will share it on my Instagram. I will go find it because that (laughs) is hilarious. Okay. You have Tina and Earl and who else? Phil. Phil. That is Phil. (laughs) Who's Phil named after? They're not named after anybody. Just a cool name. A cool old name. Yeah. I just, I love old man names. And by the third one, I was like, I need to keep the human name thing. And we just kind of, we've had this list instead of a baby name list, we have a human dog name list. So I get it. I totally Mm -hmm. get it. We, our dog, um, right now is named Eula May. She is named after an old woman from Texarkana, Texas, who died right before she's my husband's grandma's best friend who died right before we got her. So we were like, we'll probably never name a daughter Eula May. So we'll name her Eula May. I love, I love, um, like human names for dogs for Phil. I love, I don't know if you've seen Somebody Feed Phil on Netflix. Uh Okay. I have this weird obsession with old Jewish guys. Like, I I don't know if I was married to one in a past life or what, but I just, like, have little crushes on old men Jewish guys. Weird. So, Phil Rosenthal, he wrote Everybody Loves Raymond, the TV show. So, he now is, like, a travel guy 
that travels and eats like really cool places on Netflix, Somebody Feed Phil. Phil's name made me think of that. Anyways, go watch it. It's so good. I'll have to do that. I don't, sorry, if you hear the plane going by. I don't hear it. Oh, okay. We're under a military flight path. And so sometimes the really, really big ones, those are the ones you can hear. So I muted myself for a second, hoping it would pass. (laughs) But I think that like subconsciously, I was watching Modern Family for the first time when I named Phil. And then so when Phil would be on the screen, I would just look at puppy Phil being like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) like you're Phil Dunphy. (laughs) But yeah, no. And then Earl, I always feel like he's the... Dixie chicks or now the yes. chicks, the yes. girl had to die. <laughs> I love that. I wanted to fun fact, and I know we need to wrap this up soon. We're just like going back on ridiculous yeah. stories right now. Um, when I was in fifth grade, I at that time wanted to be a Dixie chick. So I joined the orchestra to learn how to play the violin. Well, we went over to my grandmother's house. She was sad but she was dying of colon cancer and she was in hospice in her in her bedroom like in her room there like she wanted to be at home instead of the hospital and I had brought my violin over to practice for her (laughs) and she was like Allison and you know when they get to that point where they don't care anymore like Mm -hmm. like she would just like say the truth and she was always the sweetest grandma but like at this time she was just like I'm gonna say whatever Mm -hmm. she was like Allison you're terrible at that instrument you must find a different instrument. And I was like, oh God. So I did. And then I picked up the flute a few months later after she died and I was amazing at it. And I was like, oh, we all need to speak our truth a little bit more. It doesn't oh, yeah. it, can, it can be good things. Speaking 100%. of that, last thing I'll say about human design and then we can wrap Ooh. up. You do have a defined throat center. So that's like a really big deal for a podcaster for sure. Mm-hmm. And for speaking your truth all the time without bringing it up through your logical brain and teaching other women how to do that too. It's like a really big deal. Ooh. Okay. Something that you're meant to do. Okay. So I just amplify that by continuing to just speak the truth and yes. Oh, don't worry about what other people think about your Mm -hmm. truth. And I mean, a podcast is a great thing for, and you started it a little over a year ago, right? The first time. I launched it secretly a year ago and then, yeah. So I launched it secretly a year ago and didn't tell anyone because I had this huge mindset block around being seen and I had this fear of being seen and being heard. And then I just launched, launched it (laughs) officially in January, (sighs) like start of January. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's sort of cool about that is that you already have a lot of backlogged episodes so people can Mm -hmm. just like binge, even though they just maybe heard about you. Yep. That's actually that, a genius way to start a podcast. Wasn't what I meant to do, yeah, but yeah. you know, we're here now. So yeah. the universe had your back, even with mm-hmm. your overthinking it and mm-hmm. worrying about that. So yeah. now, you, now you don't have that problem. Mm-mm. So that's good. Yeah. And now I'm speaking my truth and doing yeah. it on podcast form, which I think that's really funny about the throat chakra thing too. Cause like I already don't have a filter. And so I'm like worried for when I'm old because women in my family, like no filter to the max. And I'm like, okay, so if I'm already as bad as they are, like, what am I going to be like? (laughs) 
It's the most fun to be around someone like that, though. You're not boring. No. Like, I find it so entertaining to be around old Mm -hmm. women who don't have a filter. I'm like, it's like being around a toddler that just learned to talk and is saying ridiculous things. Mm -hmm. By the way, my child, the other... (laughs) This is a hilarious story. She's like (laughs) learning new things. We accidentally showed her a little bit of Dirty Dancing the other day, which was my favorite movie growing up. And my mom had to like take it away from me from like age four to 14 or something because I watched it all the time. But we watched like the the one where they're crawling around on the floor, like the Mickey and Sylvia song or whatever. And then the last dance. And then this morning – while she was, she was just like doing her own thing, playing with Legos. And my husband walks in and she goes, hey, lover boy. <laughs> Cam goes, what did she just say? I was like, we watched Dirty Dancing the other day. So she's just repeating. Hey, lover boy. Oh, lover boy. And if he doesn't answer, oh, lover boy. You know that song? Oh, my gosh. I love that, though, because kids say the darndest things. And I'm obsessed with it. So I think that's like my favorite age is like after they just don't scream all the time because they scream when they don't know how to communicate. And then when they learn, it's the funniest thing. Yeah. I'm not a newborn person, but I'm here for the, the conversations. Yes. So you're into the good phase. Yeah. I mean, it's still three toddler stuff. She doesn't quite, there's no emotional regulation, but you know what? I'm working on my emotional regulation. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the same dance. It's fine. That's the same. If you do have children in the future, it's mm-hmm. so freaking good that you already know about human design and just all like, you're such an old soul. Like you're, oh, yeah. you're ahead of your time so much. And, and if y'all have kids, they're going to be very, very lucky kiddos. So I hope so. I'll be good. Yeah. But yeah. I, I loved this collaboration. This Thanks so for fun. having me. Thanks for being on my podcast. <laughs> I feel like it's it's very um, impactful to do it in one instead of like drawing it out on little details. I feel like we were able to cover so much. I think it also teaches people that time is like your most valuable asset and it you can get creative with making sure that you save time. I mean, like, oh, you know what I mean? Because... We both have a lot that we can get done in 30 minutes or an hour or mm-hmm. whatever. We were able to kill two birds with one stone and yeah, it was so fun. Yes. Yeah. I had so much fun. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, just thank you for coming on. Thank you for letting me be on your podcast. So much fun. And I'll send you all the things for your show notes. I'll take all yeah. your stuff. So check Allison out down below and check me out down below in hers. <laughs> Ashley is on Instagram at Ashley and hair, but it's A-S-H-L-I-E-A-N-N hair, right? And I'm at you do woo. So we'll give y'all all all the information in the show notes. And yeah, this was so fun. We've, I think we started like a, a really good little, I like creative idea for pod swaps because this makes sense. Yeah. I want to do this again. This is so fun. (laughs) Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and 
really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at you do woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.